0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. My next guest has been on, not one, but two expeditions to Everest. Uh, And in the meantime, she looks after innovation for one of the world's biggest multinationals that are here in Cork. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business.
1: Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.
0: Margarita Sullivan, uh, you're very welcome and thank you for joining us Red Business. You are the new president of Network Cork, which is why you are here. Um, we have had many other presidents sitting in the chair and the question I always ask, why would you do that to yourself? Take it out all of that extra work when you're probably already out the door.
1: I'm delighted to be here. Um, yes, I, I'm taking over a president of Network Cork and I'm delighted to, to do that. Um, and yes, I was asked, you know, why am I um, stepping up um, to this role? And I did treat it like going on an expedition. Um, I, I took a year of preparation. So, when I was <laughs> vice president in 2019, and I did focus on what I wanted to achieve for the programme events for Network Quark for 2020. Um, n- doing an expedition. You learn a lot about leadership. You learn a lot about your life, life skills. And what I wanted to do, joining um, the committee, um, being part of Network Cork and then stepping up as president, I wanted to bring my leadership I suppose knowledge and learnings to that role and so when I stepped up in 2020 um, I planned to have an exciting program of events for network Cork it's an amazing organization there's there is an awful lot to offer for um, our members uh, it's well established it's a, it's in existence since 1986
0: is it that long? I didn't realize it was that long yes yeah, so I mean, and, and people who are not overly familiar with it, it, it it's kind of a female business group for the want of a better expression to it's a, a literally a networking exercise whereby women in business can come together, learn from each other, learn what's happening in the world, uh, and I suppose give each other support.
1: Absolutely. What I'd like to think about is it's a business and self empowering network for for women, but we're also inclusive of of, of men. We can't. I, I suppose uh, we learn you a lot. Us we, we can't lock out. We can't lock you out. And. You know we are very lucky in Cork. We have absolutely fantastic male advocates um, for Network Cork. It it is predominantly supportive for females, for females starting out in their profession, starting out in their in their in their business. But our members are made up of well experienced women who are in business a long time, who are established leaders in their organisations. But we're also made up of our next generation of leaders, where we can learn and support each other. The, we are also made up of having employees from different types of businesses. I myself, as you, as you say, came from, I come from a corporate industry. Um, I come from medical devices. Um, I work down in Depew Center's in Ring of in Cork. I'm very lucky to be part of Johnson & Johnson companies. Uh, there's also other um, corporate members um, and members from a whole um, sector within the, the Cork area.
0: Let's, you mentioned your job there. Now, you are a senior innovation engineering manager. Now, I'm not sure what that title involves. We'll get to that in a minute. When you started out in this, let's, let's bring you back to secondary school. And, and when Marguerite was trying to work out, Jenny Mac, what am I going to do to make a few yeah. bob? What choice did you make that brought you to the role that you're in right now?
1: Yes, which was which was really steered by my mother, who, who wanted me out there working at a very young age. Um, and so she, you know, we we worked and, and got a work experience in, in I came from a farming background. My aunt was a pharmacist um, in Mallow. So I worked in her shop um, as a, an assistant there. So I learned business very early. I was very interested in science, so I did science and I did a science degree. I went on to do nutrition. And then I thought, well, what are my options? And at that time, I suppose you think that you're going to be in a science role or a quality role. And I was very lucky to join um, Johnson Johnson as one of my first jobs and my first roles. I won't say how far back, but it's <laughs> I'm, I'm in the industry now, um, about 19 years, so you can, <laughs> you can, you can calculate, there, yeah. calculate that. <laughs> but um. I did science. Um, I did a master's in nutrition. Um, I worked in um, New Zealand for a year out, and I worked in Teagle, which was a, a chicken company, as a quality controller. So when I came, don't no mention the
0: medical devices yet, by the way. I'm just no, putting that on uh, the record.
1: And and when I came back to Ireland, I was saying, where where can I find my niche? Where can I look? Um, so with my experience that was in in the food industry, um, I got a team lead job in Johnson and Johnson, and that was um, you know it, it was working um, at, with Johnson Johnson as a start he was a startup at the time. Um, I was working in a group um, of I mean, over three hundred in an operations sector, and and my job was a team lead. I suppose what I I lent into was my love of working with people. So I moved in um, to a role that was enabled me to take my science, take my technical knowledge, but also work with people. Also working in an industry that has um, it makes medical devices. Mm. It makes hips and knees, you know, and it really is a caring industry where I can actually have an impact on people's lives. Nothing
0: to do with chickens though, which is what you were doing previously. Nothing to do with chickens. Was there a commonality there, do you think, Marguerite? That, That, you know, there was a transferable skill quite obviously and it was about how you interact with the people around you rather than not necessarily the qualifications that you had
1: Absolutely and I think it lent itself to me being process driven me loving technology being inquisitive you know wanting to work in a role that I was troubleshooting and being innovative being creative but also working with people in teams Um, and that's what I got from um, my first role I was a a team leader of a group of about 20 to 30 people Um, we got to solve problems every day we had targets to hit we had you know production numbers to meet um, and in doing so we had to do it in a compliant way and we had to do it so that everyone was um, knowing what they were doing and worked um, in a team environment. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm working out from the, what you've told me about you, when you entered the industry. We're probably around the same vintage you and I and my overwhelming recollection of, of uh, the, my female classmates um, would have been, we're the generation that are going to break this, lads. We're yeah. the ones who are finally going to destroy the patriarchy and there will be equality from now on. And of course, it, it, it didn't quite pan out that way uh, and, and, so far.
1: And, and saying that, I did join a team and I was the only female and my first Christmas party was... was, was um, joining a a, a group, which was an all-male team. Um, And and at the time, you know, that didn't, um, I suppose, affect me. I I had uh, four brothers. You You were used to it. I I never looked at it from a lens to say that there was an equality there. I just, that was normal to me. But as I moved through my career and, you know, I moved on to be a value stream manager um, in operations, but then I moved into business transformation. And now I'm in a role as an engineering um, manager in the engineering science and technology uh, sector of the innovation centre in Ringaskiddy, and and we do focus on wanting more equality in those roles, and I want to um ensure that girls take the opportunities um that that I took, but probably weren't really um the the norm at the time to follow their passion um. If they're interested in science, technology, if they're interested in physics, if they're interested in chemistry, there are very exciting roles that are there now that they can take on. Um, And it's a combination of blending, you know, your interests as a problem solver and being creative and looking at the technology solutions for future problems to where you can go from um, innovation in so many. There's so much there for, you know, work of the future that we need to have that human impact, human-led um, initiatives. And that's what I want to encourage girls to and females to take up those opportunities as much as I did.
0: Are we making a difference though? Because there, there are things like Irish, and I've been involved in Irish, and you see all those young enthusiastic faces coming in, and, and obviously some of them will never work in, in STEM, um, because not everybody's going to across society. But are, are we making that kind of impact on those young people? Uh, you know, the, 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 the Margarita Sullivan's of today uh, in secondary school do you think they're getting that message now that you know what you can do this and for the love of God pursue it
1: I think we are I think it's slow I think that role models are essential I think the visibility to role models are essential um, for our graduate programme now we have a 50-50 graduate programme coming into engineering science and technology um, we see that we are there's more of an equal opportunity there um, we wanted to ensure that that continues in the pipeline for the for from now on, and becomes the norm. And um, we still have, you know, imbalance when it comes to senior roles, and we still have imbalance when it comes to um progressing through the organisation. And that's because there are barriers there that um, females are leaving the industry, uh, and be it. it it's, it comes down to what work-life balance can offer. Um, and we're changing that. We're changing it through our Reignite programme and through but our returnship.
0: Are you... Are you I, I'm going to use the wrong word now, so forgive yeah. me. Are you disappointed that our generation haven't shattered the glass ceiling.
1: Absolutely. Like I think that we have um, the opportunity to be um, a lot more um, proactive and progressive about it and I think we're slow to change. Um, And it is for us to step up and do that. And I think it is for us to become more visible in how we do that. Uh, And and, and there is there is an opportunity for us to do it now. I think that we, we are with with the focus that people have now on changing and and understanding that um, and seeing the benefits of the change I think that it can it can move faster now but everyone has to roll in behind this and um, and that's why I speak about male advocates are so important and um, for any change within equality the, we need to actually have more male models who are stepping up and advocating real change.
0: Um, you, you mentioned the fact that you, when you grew up, you grew up in Lombardstown, you were working in your aunt's pharmacy yeah. and you learned customer facing. Very important. Learn how other people work. <laughs> and Absolutely. that's what you can do when you're in a customer facing role. Um, did you learn things back then? I, I always say that the best thing I ever did was work in a petrol station. Um, because I learned how people interacted with each other. And, you know, he's cranky, but you have to work out why he's cranky. And that you need to make sure that that happens over there because if that doesn't happen, then something else is going to go wrong. Did you learn a lot about life in, uh, in that pharmacy?
1: And I think you do. I think you know. My aunt was very, um, very good and very direct at uh, giving me feedback early and, on. I can't imagine
0: fairly, <laughs> fairly uh, out there as a female pharmacist back in the day.
1: And as she was a business owner, so I thought it was normal. You know, it the was norm. normal for her. She owned her Kerry's um, Pharmacy in Mallow for for many years. She was the business owner, um, and she ran her business, uh, and she gave me great um, insights into how to run a business and how to be very um, have good attention to detail the customer was always right how to deal with customers um, and, and you learn that at a very young age and you then take that with you and what I, I think what I how I benefited most from it was understanding that you know there there's a right and wrong way to do things but you know the way you practice and what you you bring to to your work is down to your commitment and your work ethic. And she had a huge work ethic and, you know, the same as my mother and, and being on a farming, uh, in, in a farming community, um, everybody um, rose in behind and does the work and, it, and once you are committed to what you want to see in your vision for it um, you know the end result if you have a good work ethic I think that that can really benefit you um, for your future roles and where you go in your career
0: Inspiration is clearly very important to you I mean is, is that your motivating factor for getting involved in Network Cork for you know organising events even within J&J about uh, equality and, and, and changing the way we do things
1: I think it's so um, important to have um, inspiration, positive people around you and have a... an environment where you can be supported and and be empowered to achieve the best version of yourself. And that's what I think is one of the benefits of Network Cork is that it is a very supportive environment. It's very inspiring. And one of, I suppose, our goals for Network Cork um, are to help people connect. We have over 200 members. Um, we want them to connect and to learn from each other. They come from very diverse um, backgrounds. They come from very um, diverse businesses and professions secondly we want to help um, the development of people so that they can learn from each other but also we provide programs to enable that for example our mentorship program our mentorship program is a great opportunity to have access to experts in different areas to help you with either your strategy your Hmm. business financing your how to lead your team, you know, leadership skills. Um, how to be more collaborative. How to be more innovative. Uh, and thirdly, we want to be v- relevant and keep current. And we are we are very focused on um, ensuring that we know what um, are the, the the current issues for women in business or women in professions and help women to overcome them.
0: I, I have to ask you about Everest. What possessed you to climb Everest not once but twice?
1: Well, t- to be fair, now I've I've only gone up. Uh, two thirds of the way up Everest That's so a hell of a lot like more than I've done I can assure you So we went up At um, the first time I went I went to Mara Peak which was 6,500 metres and um, the second time two years later we went up to 7,000 metres in a, to a range called Borunski
0: I mean look I, I, the trite answer to this question is why did you do it because it's there why did you do it?
1: Uh, a very a very quick answer was that um I I wanted to be uh, I wanted to lose weight Jonathan I wanted to lose weight there's for Christmas on both a, occasions There's we a treadmill
0: <laughs> you could have easily done it without having to have climbing the world's tallest mountain
1: it, It's one of those things when someone said to me and um, <sighs> there's not an, you know uh, my my partner Garvin wanted um it was his idea initially and when he said it he said what about it and I said yeah it sounds great uh, and then when I had said it to somebody I was thinking of doing it it just seemed to become um a goal that i was doing or and 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 now i had to do it because i had spoken about it and uh and kind of semi committed to it but it was a huge opportunity to kind of get time away from work to be able to um do something completely different to do something which was, um, I suppose, life changing in a way because mm. you're away for twenty three days to climb, you know, seven hundred, seven thousand meters. And it's, it's bloody hard and, as and well. And it is I'd hard. Yeah. You're you're living in, in tents, You're on snow mountains. You're um, walking on crampons. Would
0: you recommend it as a weight loss program?
1: <laughs> I certainly lost weight. It <laughs> certainly um, was a great uh, uh, opportunity to do that. Um, I think that I would recommend it because I got um, so much, um, I suppose, fulfilment. I got to see my resilience in a way that will help me through many things. Um, well, however so, bad it is,
0: it wasn't as bad as.
1: Exactly. Sometimes when people put a challenge in front of you, you're thinking about the challenge and, and your inability to do it instead of maybe your ability to do it Um. I never thought I would be able to do 7,000 metres and keep walking for 23 days uphill. Um, And um, I did it. So now, you know, you have that self-belief that you can overcome a lot of different things and life puts a lot of challenges in your way and this will help you.
0: Your perspective comes from a number of different directions. Uh, You you also spend time in Calcutta. And and what brought you there first?
1: I I always wanted to... um, do voluntary work um in a meaningful way over a, a period of time, and I got the opportunity to do a career break um from Johnson Johnson and go to calcutta for three months um and I worked uh in a local with a local family in um the slums of calcutta and it was. Um, an eye opener. Um, I was never, I'd never experienced that amount of and that type of poverty. And, um, I worked teaching English and helping, um, the man tapas with Human Wave to support a community that absolutely had nothing. Um, and it was, um, it was a time in my life when I thought that I had to, um, reflect on what my life was was giving me but what was I giving back and it gave me an opportunity then after that to support that charity um ongoing and I still do it today so you we go back from time to time so I've been back seven and eight times um since then um, when I get the opportunity uh the expedition service have been taking some of that time but I do plan to go back regularly um and I keep in contact with the charity all the time and we sponsor 20 children every year and through that sponsorship, they get a better education. They get support in in, in in um books and 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 just simple things that they need for 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 um their life life yeah. and we give them the opportunity to get the education is such an important foundation for everyone and an opportunity for people to have that is important and um, and we were able to do that by working with Human Wave. Final
0: question to you, Marguerite. Um, All that you've done, everything that you've achieved to date, um, for you, uh, when you get to retirement, whenever that might be, uh, what will you sit down happy knowing that you were part of?
1: Well, hopefully after this year, I'll be absolutely looking back at a year where I was president for Network Cork, and we achieved the goals which I plan out from a leadership perspective um my team for it don't the- retire
0: at the end of this year no, no. that wasn't I wasn't <laughs> inviting you to get out this soon uh, no it's
1: uh, it, it this is um going to be a really important year for me um I really want to um uh, lead network Cork and the members of it to um Build their leadership skills in a way that I suppose is really meaningful and valuable for them. Um, we're really lucky to have Joanne Hessian for our first of, uh, for our event in February, um, who will be talking about lift lifting Ireland's leadership, um, and we want to lift Network Cork's leadership. And I want to be able to, I suppose, go on from there and be able to continue a program where we invest in the skills of leadership and build that leadership muscle for our members and help um, our members be the, you know, better leaders within Cork and Ireland. And that will help everyone and help our society in a way that will actually, you know, change our, our our future of work.
0: Networkireland.ie uh, is the national website but you can find details how to contact the Cork group uh, on that and you're on Facebook and Twitter as well.
1: Absolutely. For, for tickets for any of our events, they're on all the social platforms. So We are Network Cork on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and Twitter. And as you said, our website is networkireland.ie and the Cork branch, which is the biggest branch in Ireland. Just throwing that out there, yeah. just
0: mentioning that. Marguerite O'Sullivan, the new president of Network Cork. Uh, I don't know how you pack it all in, but thank you so much for taking the time to come in and talk to us today.
1: Thanks very much, Jonathan.
0: My thanks to Margarita Sullivan and the best of luck to everybody involved in Network Cork. You can find out all the details of all those events on their social media. Thanks very much for listening today. You can download all episodes of Red Business from redextra.ie. Niamh Hennessy was the producer and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.